Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll learn what the Bible says about dealing with feelings of hurt and pain. Hurt is an inevitable part of life. So it's not a matter of how do we keep people from being hurt, but the question is, what do I do when hurt happens to my life? God is not the author of all of our pain, but I believe that God is the redeemer of all of our pain. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Most of us have heard the motivational phrase, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. Mark, when it comes to dealing with hurt and pain, that really is true, isn't it? You know, Wayne, what I've discovered is that we can let pain either disable us or we can allow God to redeem the pain to change us, empower us, and mold us. What did C.S. Lewis say? God uh, shouts to us in our pain? Yes, C.S. Lewis said uh, that I think he whispers normally, but in our pain he shouts Mm -hmm. to us. And there's something about pain. Charles Spurgeon said, I'm certain that I never grow in grace one half so much anywhere as I have upon the bed of pain. Oh, boy. So pain can be a great grower, but in the midst of us, obviously, we're not super excited about it. But I've also discovered, and this message is going to point to this, that many people allow pain to disable them. And there's people that walk around with permanent or long-term disabilities because they've never healed from pain. And so you're going to discover through this message what God says about dealing with personal pain. This is such an important topic. Let's get started today. The message is called Hurt, and here's our teacher, Mark Job. You know, everyone at one time or another experienced hurt. Uh, Maybe today someone hurts you. Maybe walking in this building, you've already been hurt because someone didn't say hi to you or said hi to you in the wrong way or didn't sit by you or moved over when you sat down. Who knows? Life is full of inevitable hurts. All of us get hurt sometime or another. And I was thinking a little bit about this topic of hurt, the feeling of hurt, and I was uh, remembering my childhood and the fact that I was prone to injury when I was young. In fact, I broke my arm twice, fell off a tree and then off of a bridge. I broke this hand, several bones in my left hand, uh, playing American football. I broke my finger playing volleyball. I had stitches in my head uh, in a rough game where a lamp fell and bust on my head. I had a stick go through the side of my ear, almost pierced my eardrum. And so you did not want to be my parent, really. And I attribute that to little fear, high risk, and not being so smart in the head when you're that, that young. And, but I remember one time, the, the time that I remember that was the most traumatic for me was I was probably about seven or eight years old, and I was climbing up a tree. I was about 12 feet up into a tree, and the branch broke, and I fell down, and my arm hit on a stump that was popping out of the ground, and I literally cracked both bones that were here, so my arm kind of went like this when I held it. 
And I remember the feeling of a broken arm and looking at my arm and saying, something is wrong with my arm. My friend came over and wanted to touch it. I said, don't touch it. And I remember walking home the entire way looking at my arm that was kind of drooping like this. And my mother went to touch it. I said, don't touch it. And when we went to the doctor, the doctor came in and said, yeah, it's surely uh, broken. Here, give it to me. I said, don't touch it. Because when you're in pain, you don't want anybody to touch your pain because when you're in pain and someone touches where you hurt, it creates more pain. How about it? So the doctor put my arm in a cast, and back in those days, they would actually use the plaster cast, and he put it in a cast, and it was only about three weeks later, maybe two weeks later, that I was on a bike with another one of my friends, and we were going fishing at a, at a stream down the road, and he actually got off balance and drove his bike off a bridge, and we fell about 12 to 15 feet down, and I rebroke my arm. He broke his leg, cracked his tooth, broke the bike, and I remember walking back home. The neighbor lady came out and said, what's wrong? We fell in sewer, so we were just dirty from head to toe with a broken arm, walking through the town with my arm broken like that. And I remember the lady coming to, to say, are you okay? Coming to tell me, I said, don't touch it. And as I was walking through the street, a man came, are you okay? Yeah, no, no, don't touch it. And when I got home again, my mom went to say, hey, what happened to you again? I said, don't touch it. Because what happens is when you've experienced pain, we all do the same thing. And you may have heard this phrase before, but let me repeat it. People that are hurt, what we do with hurt is that we nurse it. Don't touch my pain, because if you touch it, it's going to be more painful. We rehearse it. We have to tell people the story or we tell ourselves the story over and over and over how we got hurt. How about it? Well, I fell off the bridge, and this is what happened, and we replay it over and over, and then we disperse it. We let a lot of other people know about the pain as well. And our emotional pain is the same oftentimes as the way we deal with physical pain. We nurse it, don't touch it. We rehearse it, we remember what happened over and over, and we disperse it. Other people find out what happened to us because it eventually comes out. And here's what I know about hurt, and here's what I know about pain. I know that unless you deal with your hurts, your undealt hurts will end up dealing with you. Someone once said that life is 10% of what happens to you, but 90% of how you respond to it. So I know that there, everybody in this auditorium has been hurt physically, emotionally, spiritually in one way or another. There, you cannot live life without hurt. There is pain, period. And my message is not about this today, but I feel like I need to at least throw something about this in there because I get this question asked so much, so many times. Uh, people ask me often, well, if God exists... Why is there so much pain and suffering in the world? If God is good and he's sovereign, why does he let bad things happen to good people in this world? How many of you have been asked that question before? How many of you have asked that question before? And so here's, here's my simple response, and I wish I had time to go into a strong teaching on this, but let me just say this. Let's imagine that God did not allow pain in the world. 
Let's imagine that every time evil was about to happen, that God would stop it. Let's imagine that, that when your kid acted up and you're about to cuss him out and say, you little bup, your mouth would stop and suddenly you're mute. Or that someone that was raised their hand to hit someone would paralyze. Or that someone was, that, that was about to do prejudice, they would not be able to do it. Let's imagine that God would stop every act of evil, every act of aggression in this world. Pretty soon, God would be stopping your thoughts. God would be stopping your words. God would be stopping your actions. God would be hindering and stopping your ability to make choices. God created us as free will beings. That means that we have the ability to choose whether we love or don't love, whether we do good or evil. God has given us the ability to make choices. If God took away our ability to make choices, we would no longer have free will. And if, you, if God's ultimate goal in relationship with us is that we would choose to love him and serve him with all of our heart. You cannot have someone that chooses to, to love or reject love without giving people free will. You cannot have a world that is devoid of evil if you have a world where people have to choose. If not, God would create robots. Are you tracking with me? If God made you robotic and I love you, God, I do whatever you want, then you would have no evil in the world. God has given us the ability to choose. And as long as you want the ability to choose, then there will be evil in the world. God has created a world where we have the ability to choose and God does not stop the evil at this point in time. A day will come when it will cease. A day will come when justice will be brought about. But for now, we live in a fallen world in which people can choose good and people can choose bad, but God has created that environment because God wants you to choose out of your own heart to be able to love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And I'm glad God has given us that choice. Amen? But in the meantime, we live in a world where evil will happen, where people will make bad choices. And so I want to turn your attention to Hebrews chapter 12, because the writer of the Hebrews is talking to us about this entire chapter is about running the race. He starts the chapter by saying, hey, you have a cloud of witnesses, run the race, don't get entangled, finish the race that God has put before you. And then he begins to talk about discipline and pain in our lives and discouragement and what happens when we have pain that comes to our life? And what happens when the discipline of God comes to our life? When bad things happen to us in this world? And I'm just taking a couple of verses found, verse 12 through 15 of Hebrews chapter 12, to talk to you, to break this down, because I believe in these passages we have some powerful truths that tell us what to do when you experience hurt. I'm going to read beginning in verse 12. It says, therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Word of the Lord. 
I have four choices that I'm asking you to make if you're not going to allow hurt to become a hindrance. I know that in any auditorium or any gathering that we have, that everybody in that gathering has been hurt some way at some time in their life by someone that's close to them. Hurt is an inevitable part of life. It's going to happen to everyone. So it's not a matter of how do we keep people from being hurt, but the question is, what do I do when hurt happens to my life? God is not the author of all of our pain, but I believe that God is the redeemer of all of our pain. That's Mark Job here on Bold Steps, and we'll continue today's message in just a moment. A quick reminder, though, that if you've missed any broadcast in this series called Facing Your Feelings, you can visit our website to catch up or share these messages with someone you know. BoldStepsRadio.org is where you can grab a link to the audio and send us an email. Subscribe to the daily podcast or download the Moody Radio app that will give you instant access to current Bold Steps releases and other information. That's BoldStepsRadio.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram to connect with a growing community of like-minded believers who are committed to taking bold steps in their walk of faith. Just log into your account and search for Bold Steps Radio, and then click the like or follow button on our page. Now let's return to Mark's study. We're going to learn more about identifying the four choices we can all make when we've been hurt. Once again, here's Mark Job. And so there's four choices that you have when you've been hurt. And I want to ask you to think about these four choices because these choices can make the difference between you becoming disabled by your hurt or actually healing over the hurt in your life. Number one, if you're taking notes, jot this down. Choose healing over disability. The writer of the Hebrews says, Therefore, strengthen the feeble arms and the weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. The writer of the Hebrews says, When you're weak, when you're tired, when you've been injured, your injury can either lead you to become ultimately disabled or your injury can lead you ultimately to healing. But it's really your choice whether you allow your injury to disable you or whether you allow healing to come into your life. We've seen that over and over. A few years ago, my son, who is now 17, decided that he wanted his freshman year of high school, he decided that he wanted to play football. He had a toss-up. He was trying to figure out between football or band, playing the saxophone or tackling people on a field. He decided to do both. He was really busy that semester. But his freshman year of football, he went out, got geared up, went out to all the practices. Uh, My wife, Dee, and I went to all of his games, cheered him on from the sidelines. Yay, go get him. Like every crazy parent out there screaming and hollering from the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to every, every one of his games. It just so happened that Towards the final part of the, uh, the season, I had a speaking engagement that conflicted with his game. So it was the game that I couldn't go to. My wife and I drove downtown. I was 
about to go into a speaking engagement, and I get a phone call from one of the physical therapists that works at the school, and he said, Mr. Job? I said, yes. He said, I don't want you to be worried. How many of you know when someone says, I don't want you to be worried, it worries you already? Like, don't tell me not to worry, because now I'm worried. He said, but your son has been injured. I'm like, my wife heard it on the phone, and she was, that's it, let's go, I can't believe we weren't there. And he went on to say that my son had been injured. And so um, when, we, when we went back to the house and found my son, he had been injured. And here's what had happened. He had torn what they call his ACL in his knee. So some guy had tried to tackle him from the side, hit his leg. He tore his ACL. And he, it required surgery. So we had to go and have him a a surgery in which they replace a portion, a strip on his knee so that his knee would be stable. But here's what the doctor said. The doctor said this. You need to do intense physical therapy to strengthen your knee. If you don't do this physical therapy, your knee could lose its ability to extend all the way and it could impair you from playing any sports in the future. In other words, if you don't work at it, your injury can lead to disability. But if you work at it, your injury can experience full healing and not keep you back from the things that you want to do. Are you tracking with me? It's the same in our emotional and spiritual lives. When you get hurt... Your injury in life can lead you to become an emotionally crippled individual. If you don't work on the healing of it, then some people, because they allow the injury in their life to cripple them emotionally, you struggle in your marriage, you struggle in your parenting, you struggle at work. You struggle with every relationship because you're an injured person that has not allowed healing to happen in your life. And so therefore, it has caused you to be disabled in your relationships rather than healed. And that's exactly what the writer of Hebrews is telling us. He said the lame person who's injured right now, it can lead to him being disabled or it can lead to him being healed. It's the choice that we have to make. How does, how, how does that happen? How do we experience healing? Well, if you're going to be healed, he says you need to do two things. Strengthen what is weak. Like the physical therapy, you have to work on that area of healing. You have to confront the injury and strengthen what is injured and not just ignore it. How many of you know that sometimes for healing to happen, pain has to occur for healing to happen? Physical therapy is painful. But unless you go through the physical therapy and confront the pain, it'll lead to disability. If you have a hurt in your heart, in your life, because you went through a nasty, difficult, challenging divorce that left you devastated in life and emotionally broken so that you can barely trust anybody around and you're really guarded, or you had a super highly dysfunctional relationship with your parents and a critical father that constantly demeans you and and you're always trying to prove yourself, or you went through some sort of abuse that was sexual, emotional, physical, and it's affected you, left scars in your life, deep hurt in your life, and 
you've carried around, but you've never dealt with it. If you don't deal with the injury, if you don't go to the place of injury, then chances are you've allowed that injury to begin to form some sort of disability within your life that God wants to deal with. Not only does he say strengthen what is weak, he says make level paths of your feet. He's quoting out of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26, the Old Testament, that says, give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. I believe what C.S. Lewis said. C.S. Lewis, writing about the problem of pain, says we can ignore even pleasure, but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. So what I want you to, the first choice I want you to, to understand that you have is that you can choose whether you allow your injury to become a disability or whether you allow a path to healing in your life. So choose healing over disability. Number two. Choose peace over conflict. Notice what it says in verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Work hard at living at peace with everyone. Here's what I know, that you, when you have been hurt, emotionally hurt, when there's an injury inside of your heart, it's that people that are hurt want to hurt back. How about it? Watch it in a playground. 12-year-old boys are wrestling around, laughing, pushing each other, and then one accidentally hits a guy in the nose, and the boy pauses a second, looks at his nose, feels a little blood, and what's the natural response? Now I'm going to make you hurt, and they go at him. Because hurt people hurt people. Our natural response that when we're hurt is we want to hurt back. But the moment you let people into your circle, the moment people get close enough, relationships end up hurting each other. People in relationships hurt each other whether they want to or not. And often if you are injured and have not dealt with your injury, you will find yourself at odds or in conflict with a lot of people around you because people will constantly be hurting that part of you that's already injured. When you have undealt with injury in your life, that undealt with injury becomes the interpreter by which you interpret the world around you. You're listening to Pastor Mark Job on Bold Steps. You'll always find us here on your local radio station and online at boldstepsradio.org. Or you can catch this program on TuneIn Radio. These are just a few of the ways we're making it easy to listen whenever and wherever it's convenient for you. Here at Bold Steps, Pastor Mark Job is intent on presenting the truth of the Bible to as many cultures and generations as possible. And when you give a monthly gift, you'll be helping this ministry equip your fellow listeners with real answers to some of life's toughest problems. So consider taking a bold step today and join us. Become a bold partner. You'll join a team of faithful monthly givers just like you and me who want to see the world focus on the life-giving message of Jesus. Sign up right now when you go online to boldstepsradio.org or call us. The number is 844-615-7363. Now, Mark, before we wrap up today's program, I know a lot of us have been looking around at the world today and thinking, how did we get here? 
It seems that the spiritual health of our society has been falling apart, and for many of us, we're not really sure what to do. Yeah, you know, Wayne, we live in some interesting times where there was a large swath of our culture that were nominal believers in Judeo-Christian values, mm-hmm. and that has quickly shrunk. Yeah, they used to support our beliefs. They used to support or tolerate or embrace mm-hmm. or affiliate, but now that has shrunk more. And so Christians have a couple options. One, some Christians have become more and more unsure, uh, lack of confidence, mild, kind of shut down. Uh, but there's a place for boldness, generous, gracious boldness. Daniel is a great example of that, a young man that is really a slave, but in, in a pagan culture that's trying to really squeeze that Judeo-Christian value out of him. But he stands up boldly and bravely because of his faith, and it turns not only his life around, but it turns the nation around. Well, this study is in the book by Alistair Begg entitled Brave by Faith, and it's our Bold Step gift. We'll send you a copy with your donation of any amount. Again, just go to boldstepsradio.org to give your gift and request the book Brave by Faith, or call us at 844-615-7363. And as we head into the weekend, we also invite you to join us on our sister program, Bold Steps Weekend. Listen through your local station or simply go to boldstepsweekend.org. Well, that's all the time we have today. On behalf of Mark Job and all of your friends here at Bold Steps, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us again next week for part two of this message called Hurt. It's part of our Facing Your Feelings series where we're discovering how to handle our emotions biblically and with compassion. Listen Monday to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.